Thank you again. I have a couple quick announcements, cycling related, of course. So I have my online bike maintenance webinar, though you'll learn how to change your tires, repair broken chains, adjust your brakes, and learn how to use all the tools that are in your bike bag that you should be carrying with you. Go to bmcwebinar.com. The next one is my four hour cycling skills intensive course. Now this is where you're going to get all the cycling skills you need to take your experience to the next level, whether it's on the road or online, you're going to learn proper bike pedal form. That's going to help you with your efficiency. You're going to learn how to climb hills, all the skills, tips and tricks and speed and power. Not to mention, we're going to finish off with nutrition that ties everything together. So go to cyclingskillspro.com and you can find all those information on my courses, webinars, and downloads there. Take care and have an amazing day. And remember, you're only one pedal stroke away from cycling like a pro. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daewoo, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Welcome everybody back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle podcast with your host, Sylvie Dew. And today we have an amazing woman back on the podcast, Michelle Bentley. What we're doing with her is a recap of everything that she's been up to from like two years ago when I first interviewed her. So just a little update. First of all, you really should go to the podcast. It's one of my first ones that I, um, one of the first episodes that I published or I, I um, got out on air. And it just, she's just talking about her transformation when she changed up her nutrition for her training. But now... We're going to go, we're going to basically step back. And I know Michelle, um, she's, she's married to good friend, Stephen Bentley, which has been on our, the podcast as well. And you should look at, listen to his episodes and they're in sunny Texas. I don't know if it's <laughs> sunny there right now, but it's definitely it warmer sunny. than Canada. This is not Canada. <laughs> I should have like a winter scene instead. Um, and we've known each other for a long time. We are also both on Team Isogenics um, using those amazing products. And she's just an amazing woman. And she is a busy lady. She's got two daughters in the teenage years. Baby's got kids in the teenage years. You know, maybe we should touch base on them and how you're, how, how you're maneuvering through that. Um, and uh, yeah, and she's, she is the most dedicated person I know to performance training. Um, and uh, I'm really excited to have her here to just go back and, and talk, you know, just like to talk about training and where she left off 
she encountered some injuries where that put her uh, mentally and then how she's transitioning to another sport, which I'm kind of excited about. <laughs> Welcome, Michelle. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, like I said, you look fabulous. Oh, you too, Sammy. <laughs> thanks. Uh, so let's go back. Like we were just talking about like how far back it was. <laughs> and at the time when we did our first interview, she had just switched up a lot of her nutrition and she was training hard for this one particular Ironman Florida. And I'm going to let you take it away because we all watched her training and then we literally all watched her racing because her, because Steve was like following her around on the course and then something happened. So let's, you know, let's just talk about that moment or leading up to there. Yeah. So I had to think back because it's been so long ago. So remember much. that yes. race? Uh, but I remember it very well. Yes. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I did. And that tell you, so going into that race, I was at that point in my life, the fittest and most prepared I had been for any Ironman event. Um, and I was having a really fantastic race up until the point that I suddenly wasn't. And as far as like my fitness level and how my nutrition and fueling were going, it was great. I had great energy. And I suddenly stepped, there's these speed bump things on the road on part of the Ironman Florida course. And I just came off one strange. And I already have, I have a degenerative discs several in my lower lumbar um, from old firefighting injury way back and uh, and so when I did that it just slipped one of those discs out and it was just instant you know pain so I tried for a bit to kind of hobble walk but it was too much I just couldn't take it and it got to where I couldn't like take a step so I had to I had to pull out and oh my god how far were you from the finish oh it was close i was already past the halfway point of the run too oh um, i was like in mile 15 whenever i had to stop so as you I start crawling i that's a long crawl <laughs> yeah really i know <laughs> long crawl. I, I hobbled for two miles so i got injured right right after the turnaround at like just past 13 miles and then and then I tried hobbling for two and it was just, it was, it was pretty bad. So oh, I know. Oh, so man. what was going through your mind at that time? Like seriously, <laughs> all that training, I know like all that training just for that one day. Right. 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 So if you've done Ironman long enough, um, maybe that won't be your experience, but you're likely, it's such a long race and it takes so much training to even get to the point where you can race that type of event, um, that it's likely to happen to you. And what Ironman training has really taught me and, and, and also just how to deal with things in life in general is resilience. <laughs> um, so I was, of course, very disappointed and, you know, emotionally yeah. that's a hard hit because you've got you know, all these endorphins and things going into the race and then suddenly realizing that, ah, so much I've put in and I'm not going to be able to complete what I, what I started. Definitely was a bummer, but, uh, <laughs> but 
I've learned just through past racing, even shorter distance races, yeah. injuries happen, um, setbacks happen, life happens. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're going to succeed at anything with life, you've got to learn to be resilient and you've got to yeah. just not have quit in you. Um, so I knew I was going to be okay and race again. Um, it was definitely a little bummer for a day, but I think, you know, we took advantage and just enjoyed the rest of our trip in sunny Florida. Um, so it was, it was okay. a bummer until you had like a beer and a, and a burger and fries. You like, that's right. We went, we actually went straight over to have some pizza and, <laughs> and so food works for me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like, yeah. it cures all. So that's how right. did you feel like after that, were you going to like, that's it. I've got to go back and, and conquer that event. How am I going to switch up my training? What was like, I know after, after the burger, you're like, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, um, no, I don't even think it was a few days before I'd already picked out my next race to, to focus <laughs> on and I signed up. Um, so I knew I was going to have to take a little time to heal and do some good strengthening and rehab for that back. Um, and, uh, and which in part was my fault because when you get into Ironman training, you've got so many workouts you're trying to fit in right. that you start to say, Oh, I don't need that functional strength training so much. <laughs> I don't really focus on the flexibility. I don't have time. And really that's what got me into trouble with most of the injuries I've had during my racing career. It's because I've neglected to do the functional strength and stretching, so. Okay, everybody, take note. <laughs> Don't Michelle. skip those. Don't <laughs> skip the training, the strength training wow. and the, the uh, did you get into yoga or did you just stretch? I started yoga just now and oh, I've good. been very grudgingly moving into yoga, but- uh, I kind of like that too. I've already noticed <laughs> differences so i've got to say it it's already improved a lot my flexibility in my shoulders and my back oh gosh totally eh oh, yeah like yeah. <laughs> why can't i put my arm over my shoulder <laughs> i can get my arms by my ears and i thought okay this is not good so yeah you think how young you are too right you don't want to be like breaking down before you hit 50 like me I, <laughs> so now you've so you've just okay so then you got back on it like it nothing like you didn't let it like get to you because I know some people just like beat themselves up ridiculously after things like that and I'm just like it's just a race like exactly. you got there's so many of them like just pick another one give exactly. yourself enough time um so what did you jump into next what was the next one on your agenda so um, I actually went right back. We have a half Ironman event in Galveston, Texas. Um, that okay, Ironman Texas is 70.3, yeah. um, which is in the early spring. And so I signed right up for that to just jump back into racing and kind of spent those winter months after Florida working mostly on just the rehab in the back and getting my core nice and strong. Um, and then did a real quick training build to get ready to race at uh at galveston and had a really great race um when under fire mans are I, I would imagine a really good distance <laughs> I love that. that's my favorite distance actually to race hey, why do a full iron man halves are fun halves are fun. Uh, yeah. um, but not as taxing had a great race came under um 
PR who came in at like 450, 451 or something. So went under five hours and wow. Uh, and uh, it was fun. It was good. How fast was your bike? Um, gosh, I think I did a two. I got to look back now. I can't remember, but it was it right around two thirty. It's a flat course, but it's a super windy. You're right on the seawall and you always have super strong wind coming on your way back. It's an out and back along the seawall. Um, so it's, it's flat and pretty fast, but you got to battle wind along the right. back. So it kind of evens out your speed, but, but a good bike. I, I did two, 227 or right, right under 230 was my bike split. I think. Jeez. You have to go that do pretty fast to, uh, finish that under six for the whole thing. Wow. Now, now did that make you feel better? Kind of uh, reset the, the confidence to go forward to the next one? Yeah, it always does. Um, yeah. Going to a race, it always, it kind of feeds that competitive spirit, fuels that little fire. So I was mm -hmm. pretty, pretty excited about the season. Yeah. Now, next one, Okay, so you decided to go back to Ironman Florida and like just kick it in the butt, right? I actually didn't. I you actually, didn't? I actually picked um, Boulder, Ironman Boulder. Oh, okay. That Instead. race was in June. Um, so, so like I last think, year or the year before? Oh, 20, no, it could have been last year. Yeah, it was Must 2019. Have been, right. 2019. And uh, so that was my kind of focus was training for Boulder, which is a challenge because, you know, I'm coming from sea level to go race up in, you know, the Rocky Mountains and, right. and uh, we don't have any hills, significant hills close to where I live. So a lot of my like mimicking hill rides had to be done on my computrainer and I use power cranks, you know, which makes oh. it an extra challenge. Um, I don't know how you do those. <laughs> starting out is hard but it's an amazing tool to use to balance out your you know any muscle imbalances i have right. such a good even pedal stroke um uh -huh. my legs i'm training on that trainer they're independent of yes. each other so i have to i know <laughs> it's hard. i think that's why i like the rollers because oh, yeah. they're it's kind of like the same like you have to pedal smoothly to stay yes on them and you have to be consistent and there's no breaking and there's really you can't lose focus either <laughs> i'm just fine like just looking forward or else you're gonna fall off so that you went to boulder waiting to happen oh, <laughs> well you know i've been doing them for 10 years so That's awesome. on and off and so i can actually sit up without putting oh my, my hands on there yeah so that that just happened like this wow. season <laughs> that was a big big milestone for me but so you went and you got so was boulder your last no no because i had my own fun story at boulder, boulder okay, okay let's hear it there's always so this is why i say resilience is important because eventually you know you stick with something eventually you're gonna get it right um no right before boulder i got an ingrown toenail and like really bad i, and heard, I saw to, that they had to go and cut it out. I had stitch, like literally still a wound in stitches in my toe as I'm going into the race, <laughs> but oh, I was going to race. So I did. And, uh, I did, 
I had my toe all wrapped up really good for the swim and, and got through and then shoved my foot into the bike shoe, which was not very pleasant. Um, oh got through the bike and then started off with a really great run, same thing, like mile 15. So it's like flashback to Florida. Oh no. Um, my toe was done. <laughs> like it, it was so much pain. Every time that foot would hit the ground, I would just get nauseated and like throw up from the pain. So I didn't stop. I kept going, but I walked for 10, 11 miles. I walked. So I ended up finishing in 12 hours, which was my longest race. But had I run the whole thing, that probably would have been my PR Ironman at that time. Oh, um, really? <laughs> I crossed, I finished, but boy, that was probably the most painful race, even more than the back, because it just was going on and on, because my toe like, was, boom, oh, but... oh, it hurt so bad. <laughs> oh, but, wow. Uh, I remember seeing that, in the, like this big wrapped up toe, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's where Florida came back. I said, okay, I've got all this fitness. My toe will be better. That race was still open. So I immediately signed up for Florida. So I had a couple of months to kind of do a quick recover and build to get back ready. Uh -huh. And so I went back and tackled Florida again in, in uh, 2019. And yeah, and it was it. a great race. Oh, good. Uh, PR. Love that. Yeah. PR. Excellent. So, like 45, almost an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like almost an hour PR. Yeah. That was good. Wow. So, you must and be like on a podium. You did? I did. I was, um, I came in fourth place um, and got on the podium and had a great bike split. I think I did 509 or something on the bike, and it was windy. A cold front blew in. So, it was like, pretty intense winds, but, and so I was, I was really happy. So that was my last Ironman event I've done. And so I think that was a good way to. Yeah, really. Out. Cause <laughs> basically everybody didn't get anything done last, last summer, unless oh, it was virtual. Was, uh, was a you know, lots of people trying to figure it out. It was just incredible. I was on, you know, some women's pages on Facebook and we're just, you know, just, listening to oh my god you know what do i do and i'm like well i know that you've got it all figured out at home like with the <laughs> that swim machine yeah yeah, yeah. so the vasa trainer yeah so here's like michelle is like a busy mom not to mention like she works for the fire department for houston and there's no time to hit a pool no. ever i don't think you've ever been on a pool besides race my gosh, I haven't. Uh, that's so crazy. Do you uh, feel that's probably why your hair looks so nice? That's right. That's why my hair's so healthy now. No oh worries. my gosh, is it ever long? Wow. Uh, so, all right. So now you're transitioning. I think you've had a good year to think about, you know, where you want to go from here with that. Because what I see is that people just continue doing these races you know, over and over. And it's just like, what to do next year. So have you changed it up for yourself? Like, cause I've seen you out there mountain biking and I haven't seen you on a gravel road, gravel I, bike, well, but this is not kind a of, gravel bike yet. It's coming. It's 
coming. Uh, I know, eh? Everybody's bike is coming. It's on yeah. the ship coming over from I, That's right. <laughs> so tell me about this shift in so, like, because I love it because there's so much more out there than, right. you know, the swim bike run, right? There is. And I love, I love triathlon. That was my first, you know, love and really what kind of got me into the whole fitness world. Um, but 2020, it was actually a good thing because I've been thinking about it, toying with it for a while, but when you've done something for so long, it's kind of, it's kind of like this scary thing that you're letting go of something that's been such a big part of your life. So I understand kind of what athletes mindsets are. Um, but when my races all got canceled because of this COVID said, okay, well, this is actually not a horrible thing for me because it makes it easier for me to like take a breath, refocus, um, and figure out, you know, what's some stuff that I want to try. Yeah. I was talking to, you know, my husband and I said, you know, this is actually, I'm excited about this change because I've had so much of my focus has always been on training for this next big event mm-hmm. and like we'd go on vacations and I I'd be hesitant to do things that I really wanted to do because I was scared I might get injured or I had to go out and get a workout in you know to right, right. stay on my training program um so not having to worry about it, that this last year and just being able to go and try new things like I've fallen in love with mountain biking um, yeah so much fun so challenging um terrifying to me in a way I'm such a klutz and so (laughs) hence why I think I'm going for the gravel racing versus mountain bike racing because at least it's a little less technical and and I'd be less likely to eat it Yeah. yeah well you know mountain biking gives you a great background for cycling skills so if you can stick with it like I'm sure you figure that out like just the quick gear changing the quick maneuvering um hill climbing um i'm sure those fast twitch muscles have really been get getting a workout after so much tempo (laughs) right yeah that's what i think you know because like you it's kind of you know you've just been slow twitch tempo for so long and then this is such a faster like an explosive new um you know way of riding even with gravel riding, like think about all the sprinting that, well, it depends. Like if you really get into gravel, but mountain biking, it's those short bursts, like to get up the hills and, and things like that. How have you felt that way? Uh, I, I've absolutely felt, and I was shocked, like getting out on the, our, our first real, cause we have some little trails around here, but when we went out and did real mountain biking this summer in Utah and Colorado. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I felt, I felt like I had zero fitness, you know, had the <laughs> altitude in climbing and the trails just immediately start out. They don't give you a good warm up at all. You just jump straight into this climb. Um, I, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so hard, but it's so much, um, so fun. Like, cause it's such a new challenge for me. I'm used to being out on a bike and it's like, it's easy for me. And I can go out yeah. and, you know, pass people on a road, woo. But, but now, <laughs> you know, having to learn how to navigate all these obstacles and rocks and roots. And, oh yeah. You know, sand and body weight shifting and, 
navigating my fear of heights while I'm riding on a little ridge line. You know, it's exhilarating. <gasps> I've seen those. We went across a ridge and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so scared. Keep your core tight and don't, <laughs> don't, don't look down. <laughs> right. Just focus on a point right in front. Oh my gosh. But it was, it was really fun. I think those ones, like when I see them on YouTube, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to throw up, but I'm, I know like for, for experience, because I, I started out mountain biking before I road cycled and you just don't think about it no. when you're there, you know, and if you actually hesitate and start thinking about it, that's when the fear sets in Yes, and it's pretty powerful. <laughs> You know, it's like stop you in your tracks or just, just like, just breathe, just breathe. I'm going to get through this. It's okay. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, like there's no turning back because, you know, like there's no choice. You got to go forward. So you might as well just breathe yeah. and keep going. <laughs> just, just yeah, that's it. right. Because everybody's behind you. You're like, <sighs> yeah. So have you got yourself into like a mountain bike camp or anything to... No, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos <laughs> in, in practice, you know, silly, like it's so funny. I've got all these videos. I'm out. My neighbors thinks I'm nuts because I was out just trying to learn how to do like a manual or ride a wheelie or do little bunny hops to clear an obstacle. So I'm out in the street, you know, with my pads on because yes, I fall. And uh, <laughs> And so just doing that, but it's funny. It was fun and it, it was just getting me comfortable with my bike and, yeah. and learning some of those skills for the trail. Um, so one day, one day I will go to a camp though and get some real skill work. Oh yeah, it's so worth it. And find a woman's camp. <laughs> I'm sure there must be many or you can find something really close to you. Like, well, how you far are you from Colorado? And I am about 13 hours. hours from Colorado, so it's a little oh. bit of a trip, but I yeah. can probably find something around a couple of hours from here around the Austin. Yeah. Cause it's worth it. And, yeah. uh, what I can tell you is that when you fall, don't take your hands off your handlebars. I don't know if anybody's ever show, told you that yet. I learned crashing. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Cause you don't want to break your shoulder, your elbow or your wrist. That's so why I tell my girls when we road bike, it's like, if you're going to fall, just hold on to your bars for dear life and fall. And it'll yeah. like, you'll take it on your shoulder, your elbow, your hip, but don't ever put your hand down. No, that's not like, yeah. yeah, I've done crashed before and separated both these shoulders. So yeah, really? on the road. Yeah. Oh, and the, oh my God. Yeah. I can't imagine both of them. Both of your yeah, shoulder blades, like your um, scap, no, not um, clavicle. Yes, yeah, it's great. I got, I've got the nice little. You can see my kind of bones oh, yeah. here from pronounced because I didn't. I had a pretty high level separation. I didn't want to go with the surgery, so I just kind of have been doing. That's another reason I got to work on that shoulder flexibility because that kind of pulls me in. Yeah, 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 for sure. So now you've into you're taking a full swing to the mountain bike side have is there stuff is there events happening is there anything around you not, this i have not even looked yet like 
it's weird because I usually, I always have some kind of event that I'm training for and working towards. So I see that coming in the future, but I haven't even looked to the point because I want to get like really good with my base skills first before I just jump into racing again. <laughs> um, like that. And, and this is all new for me, like a brand new, it really is a new sport. I'm great on a, you know, tri bike and a road bike. It's different though than, than this. So mm-hmm. trying to kind of learn those basic skills. Um, I'm also just kind of taking this mental break from the race mode. Well, and, that's what and I was going to ask off- you. Yeah. How do you, manu- how are you like maneuvering through that? Like, because a lot of people are just really stuck and like needing to needing to have that event needing what have you done mentally like to kind of ease yourself of the need to compete like always having that next event like oh my gosh like how does it feel not having that it's been a transition because i was like that very much so yeah. But in some ways, that always kind of creates this almost like an anxiety, you know, um, and the need to have that. I have a real competitive nature. Um, mm-hmm. And so not being able to have that outlet this year has been a bit of a, it's been a, a bit of a road, actually. But, um, but it was really just I had to sit and shift my perspective. Um, and, and like I said, I've said, I've thought, you know what, since I can't race, let me just take this time to look at trying different things. Um, Also take the time to address areas that I need to, like I said, I started yoga because that really is a a, something I've neglected over all these years. Um, It's good for my overall just health and giving me the ability to continue to race in the future at some point. Uh as I'm getting older and not be injured because I don't really enjoy the injury part of competition. So, um, so it's just kind of shifting my mindset and my focus. Uh, and, and I've enjoyed it. It's taking kind of a a pressure off of me and then just, just learning to enjoy the process of starting over and learning something new, building new skills and, and using that, that, competition kind of focusing that in energy into learning this new skill and really being focused on you know learning these new new activities um and the other thing is uh, just enjoying things with steve like steve and i together my husband we're this summer another thing that we have planned is we're going to go on something i've always wanted to do i wanted to do like a backpacking trip um, where are you going to so go backpacking um, we're going back to Colorado and we're going to do a like three day backpacking trip out into the Wimanuchi wilderness. And we're going to climb a couple of 14,000 foot mountain peaks. So we're going to start training for that this month um, uh-huh. to just start getting us prepared um, again, because we're going to be coming from sea level. So really building our VO2 max. And, and while we're out there, we're going to do a lot of mountain biking and stuff too. So so that's kind of something I'm looking forward to. Oh, that's super amazing. You sound like you're making it so serious. Okay, we gotta 
create our VO2 max. And that's right. We are. We got <laughs> you just have to be able to carry a 60 pound pack of that. Pack. So we want to be right. able to go out there and enjoy it, be fit enough that we actually enjoy it to where we're not like, Oh my gosh, what, oh, are, we doing? what are you guys, you guys are so fit anyways. Uh, You'll be fine. But here's the thing, like, have you, cause I know cause a lot of people kind of, I think competition was just a huge part of their person, not personality. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it was just ingrained, you know, like, you know, when somebody asks you, so when's your next race? Right. And you're like, right. Uh, I don't have one. You're like, what? <laughs> you don't have anything big on the horizon like what's wrong you know it's right. um it's a big part of their life i guess like they just that's just what they do they just train and race train and race and live and and now like everybody has to really take a step back and take a good look at you know like you what else would I like to do? What else have I really wanted to do that I haven't been able to, because I've had to put in 20 hours a freaking week on the, you know, like training. Right. And what right. about all this extra free time you have now? What have you been doing with that? I'm still, I don't have a lot of extra free time because unfortunately work in uh, kids, teeny, two teenage daughters uh, take up a lot of any free time I would have. Uh, but but those other pockets of time I've had, you know, I've just had fun. I've really enjoyed not having to wake up at 3.45 in the morning to get my workout in so that I would stay on my training, you know, block. Oh um, my gosh, that must have been so amazing. Sleeping in, oh, an extra three hours. Now I can stay up and watch Netflix. <laughs> right, watch Netflix. Yeah, so, so it's it's good. Oh, uh, that's amazing. I love that. And um, so speaking of the, and you kind of wonder how the hell did I do it all before, right? Like <laughs> now, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Go out oh. and like spend four hours on my bike anymore. I don't have any time. <laughs> So how are the girls loving you being home? Oh, we're well, having more time. Teenage I'm not sure that they, they, they love recognize you're having home. <laughs> at this point, I think it's all about their friends. Um, but it, it's so funny because uh, we took them away over Christmas because, uh, you know, it's been a weird year for, for holidays. You can't do big gatherings or anything. So we took them out to like this hill country in Texas and where we stayed it's just like little town there is no there was not even cell service so no cell service no wi-fi they were on complete meltdown mode like mom there's no wi-fi here yeah <laughs> they had to sit and play games with us and we took them out hiking and oh, we had awesome dvd player and watched a movie on the little dvd player no netflix <laughs> So, uh, but it was great because, you know, it's kind of forced them to sit and bond with, with the old people. And, uh, and it was it's been a good time because when they get back to their regular schedule, they're, they're so involved in school and sports and mm -hmm. you know, everything. So everything's pretty, pretty the same for you down in Texas right now? Here? 
here it is it's not the same but it's uh but yeah. they are like in school um mm -hmm. when there's any issues they they switch to virtual for that time right. but they're actually still have sports at school they just have to wear the masks you know during mm -hmm. parts of the competition and yeah um, so there's it's it's different but but they're still pretty much not a huge inter interruption here at least not in texas I kind of wish it was like that here, but you know, it's funny. Like you're talking about going away. We did a couple away times, and and even if I can get away, for, you know, it, it's just nice to not have to be attached to social media. Would you agree? It <laughs> it's so good. Like it really for kids. I say it for my kids all the time. Like I. I, I've cut down on the amount of time they can even spend. It just kind of blocks it out. I've got it set up where it shuts them down. But even oh. for adults, like, and during this pandemic, that's one thing I think probably a reason a lot of people are suffering that anxiety and really feel that need, they need a competition or something to get out is because we're kind of, without being able to go and have the interaction, we've been driven to, to be on social media, which is different than, yeah. than interaction and just for mental health that's stressful yes i know i've been like i loved it's it's just like you've had to be on it like 10 times more especially right. when you're you know you run an online business and yeah. and now there's just so much more noise out there and you're trying to build your business it it's just more like i know that you guys um have a network marketing business just like i do because we're we do the same thing and it's honestly it's sometimes i just i just wish i could do something else <laughs> but did you take up a like uh, i just want to ask you did you take up any hobbies um, you're kind of like put on the back burner and you're like i just never had time for this well funny stuff like and it's kind of like tied into the trip but something i've always wanted to do is like learn how to do the orienteering and <gasps> cool and racing is exciting sounds like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but i never knew the orienteering part so i actually bought a book and and a really you know high level compass and i've been learning how to do the the back take it when you camp yeah yeah and so when we go backpacking i'm going to be our navigator and <laughs> will you just get stay on this path to the top of the hill and then we're going to get to the top actually part <laughs> of our both of our climbs they're off trail like you actually have to <laughs> you have to oh my gosh trail so we'll actually have to do some navigation and uh for the but it is ascent. it is pretty fun i can say that um like being like doing a lot of orient uh, not orienteering um adventure racing i was never the orienteer of right. the group but my husband did a lot of um row gains so check oh, into nice. that row gains and it's all with map and compass and oh, wow. those are racing events and they're running events in the woods and you have to find checkpoints so you mm -hmm. have to be very good at like um reading the contours because it's a lot of like just contour reading and your map and your compass and how fast you can go it's pretty fun um i can tell you that i've been on the team with him i have not been the map i just follow 
just tell me where to go. And <laughs> John uh, will find it. But I, and uh, little orienteering events. I don't know if there's um, a club near you, but getting involved, like usually they have weekend like events and you can do short to very long distance and where you have, you have a map and those are pretty fun. That'll, that'll give you that, some of that background yeah. where you have to like find things like, and yeah. punch and, and things. So, but I'm, I'm so excited that, you know, you found different things and I'm really excited that you're talking about mountain biking. Cause you know, maybe one day we'll be able to go down there and do oh, some yeah. uh, mountain biking or maybe, um, gravel event because those are just picking up everywhere like here in I canada know. um but uh so are your girls getting into your into gravel with you or getting on the bike they my girls are i don't think they want to admit that they're interested in anything that i say i'm interested in but oh. they're starting to do my youngest one has um, actually, and I was shocked because she started cross country racing this year. Oh, and uh, cool. so she's even reached out. She's let me and Steve both give her some, some training tips. And, um, and it was fun going out and chasing her around during some of her events this year. So, so that's pretty cool. And then my oldest daughter is doing uh, basketball uh, she's, she's tall. She's like as, almost as tall as I am and she's 15 and, and wow. uh, she's really enjoying that. So they're, they're staying active, which I like to see. So it must be nice to be able to now participate in what, and be around yeah. to, you know, watch them grow up and high it school. Is. Yeah. It is. And, and um, I've appreciated that extra time. Um, mm -hmm that they're around um and again my my fire department rule is really busy um but fortunately it's also a lot of stuff i can do um remotely and fairly quickly i can handle so so oh, it's still nice. busy around them but uh, i only have probably three years four years left at the max before i can retire full-time from uh, that and no way then we're relocating. Uh, Steve and I are going to move to the Durango area in Colorado. So then you can come there. Y'all can come visit and we can oh, go yeah. mountain biking there all the time. And skiing. And skiing. That's right. Skiing and mountain biking the same day. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a ski resort right close by. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes. Well, we have plans too. So oh. lots of travel. Well, you know, in the next, we got, you know, yeah, we've got our plans for the next 10 years. And then we're like, kids out of the house. That's right. <laughs> watch <Exactly>. out. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Well, we're almost at the top of the hour. And this has been absolutely amazing bringing you back here, Michelle, to just recap. And I know we could have probably dip, dove deeper into, you know, just the feelings. Because, but it seems like you know, you've made a great transition and it's not always about the race. It's about, you know, and I think like you said, this year has given us all a great opportunity to slow down and just sort of encompass family for a lot of us, um, different things, you know, so many people have been getting on bikes this year and 
sporting into different sports. So it's going to be a very interesting next three years to see where people go with that. I think. I, so, I agree. Yeah. But you're either going to stick with it or it's going to end up on eBay. <laughs> or okay. Kijiji. That's right. That may yeah. be where I'll be looking for my gravel bike. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> right. I would keep my eye open for that. Um, so thank you so much again. And um, we'll be, uh, this pod, this episode will be up later on in the winter. Um, and also don't forget everybody to please go to the um wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We love comments. If you know of anybody who's doing extraordinary things with bikes um, or just an extraordinary athlete like Michelle, that would be great on the podcast. I'd love to know and make sure the notifications go on because we, our podcast, our episodes go three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And um, not to mention all these are live on, well, the video is on the, my YouTube channel. So you can physically see us as well as listen to us if you so desire and to subscribe and put on your notification there. So with that, have an amazing day. Thanks a lot, Michelle. It's been a pleasure having you back on. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.